Welcome to the Lock Sportscast, your weekly source for Lock Sport News. This is episode 89, recorded February 14th, Valentine's Day, 2021. I'm your host, Charles Current. In today's episode, the worst case scenario survival experience, tool U.S. board elections, Chris Capoon hits 1,000 subs, a $1,500 lever lock puzzle, sales giveaways, and more. You can subscribe to the audio version of the show on most podcast apps and at locksportscast.com. You can subscribe to the video version on YouTube or Odyssey. Links to stories discussed will be in the show notes. Some apps limit the link to show notes and the ability to post links, but you can always find full show notes with all the links at thelocksportscast.com. Just add a slash to the end of that with the episode number and it'll take you right to them. If you haven't already, be sure to head over to LockyAwards.net and vote for your favorite Locksport community members and your favorite Locksport YouTube videos in the Locky Awards. The voting is open until February 28th. A few people have had some issues with the site, some that I have not been able to personally reproduce. I think it probably has something to do with GoDaddy's servers. It is hosted on GoDaddy. Everything seems to work fine here at home and at work and on my phone, but other people have had issues. If you're having issues, just let me know. I'll try my best to correct them, but it may not be right away because of my work schedule. So be sure to get over there early, register and attempt to vote early. So if you have a problem, you have time for me to correct it. Also, quick correction from last week. I listed a discount code for thinkpeterson.com. The code I gave is actually only good for items in the special section. I didn't read that carefully enough. That was pointed out to me on Twitter. So thank you for pointing that out. In the news this week, if you are in Toledo, Ohio, there is a new traveling exhibit open at Imagination Station called Test Your Limits in Worst Case Scenario Survival Experience. It opened on February 11th is based on the internationally best-selling Worst Case Scenario Survival Handbook series. It is a hands-on, minds-on series of immersive challenges providing the essential instructions for surviving unexpected but possible real-life scenarios. With a 76,000-ball pit as a centerpiece, a horizontal climbing wall, a train car jump, lock-picking challenges, upside-down tic-tac-toe, and more. This experience immerses you in various challenges to build your survival skills. Anyway, interesting. This has come up before, and I didn't mention it in other areas. I apologize for that, but it is currently in Toledo, Ohio, and you can check it out. There'll be a link in the show notes if you're going to be in that area. On the community front, ToolUS has sent out an email announcing that it is election time for 2022. They say in March, Tool US holds its annual elections for the board of directors. This year, three seats are up for election. There are three ways you can help select Tool's newest senior leadership. One is stand for election. Two is vote in the election. And three, submit questions for the candidates. Questions are due by February 21st. Nominations are due by February 26th. And candidate videos are due by March 4th. Voting will be open March 9th through the 30th. If you are interested in standing for election, you must be a current paid-up member of Tool US. You send an email to board at Tool US with a bio and vision statement by February 26th. And board seats are for two-year terms. All members in good standing, as of the date the ballots are sent out, are entitled to vote for members of the board. 
and members are welcome to submit questions. Before February 21st, the board will curate the submissions and present them to candidates for video response, which will be posted on tool.us one week before the ballots are released. So if you're a member of Tool US, be sure to head over and make sure you're in good standing and consider running for election or at least voting. On the YouTube front, Chris Capoon hit 1,000 subs this uh, last week. I saw there was a push by Starlock to get him above that 1,000 sub finish line, and it did work. So congratulations to Chris Capoon for hitting 1,000 subs on YouTube. And if you're not already subscribed, please consider doing so. Lots of good content over there. I will have a link in the show notes. Paracentric sent in a link to an interesting video by Chris Ramsey on solving the T13 padlock puzzle. This is a $1,500 lever lock puzzle from Rainer Pop, and you get a chance to see him wrestle with it and eventually get the core out to manipulate it. Not really a lock picking thing, but still interesting nonetheless, and what a beautiful piece of machine work by the creator. So I would recommend you go check it out. I found it interesting. And this morning, before recording, I saw that Deviant Olam had put up a video saying he is starting up his Q&A video series again. You can send your questions to him at question at deviating.net, and he'll do a video responding to them in a couple of weeks. So if you have any questions for him, be sure to head over there and check that out. Those are always interesting to see the questions that people send in. So I just thought I would give that a little extra publicity, not that he really needs it. His channel's way bigger than mine. And we have some new products this week. I received a note from Bare Bones Lockpicking that they have a new set they're calling the Three Bones. It's a set of deep hooks which have been created in collaboration with Bare Bones Lockpicking and the Butcher's Block. They are heavily influenced by the custom pick profiles provided by the Butcher's Block and now commercially available from Bare Bones Lockpicking. They are available in both 23 and 15 thousandths as a set of three picks. Hook one, they're calling the collarbone, is the shallowest. Its profile is merged from an extended reach medium hook with one of the Butcher's Block's custom designs. Hook two, they're calling backbone, has medium steepness, however, the thickest shank profile that finishes to a small gem tip. Its profile is merged from a steeper version of the collarbone with one of the Butcher's Block's custom pick designs. Hook three, they're calling the jawbone. It's the steepest, has the narrowest tip, which finishes to the sharpest gem tip. Its profile is merged from an even steeper version of the backbone with another one of the Butcher's Block's custom pick designs. They have a PDF available that describes the picks in more detail. You're welcome to go check that out. Link will be in the show notes. They say the same collaboration has also added pick blanks to the bare bones range in both 23 and 15 thousandths. They say an initial inquiry by the butcher's block to bare bones for pick blanks or steel was rejected. However, given bare bones limited profile range, it was later revisited and made perfect sense. A lock sporter can now create or customize their own profiles and show off that Australian creativity to the rest of the community, they say. They also point out that Pocket Woman and the Butcher's Block have done separate reviews on their YouTube channels. I'll put links to both of those also in the show notes if you want to check those out. Moving on to 
belts this week, Lockpickers United belts, we have two new purple belts, Petalus 84 and Kila Sentry, or Climb 69 Trees on Reddit, both purple. Then we have a new brown belt, Reddit user 912, two new red belts, Mikhail Kicker and Birdie. And then we have one black belt announcement on the Discord. Says, everyone, please get your pings ready for our newest black belt, Retep. He has shown his skills to be worthy of black belt by making some beautiful picks, complete with hand cut opals, and through picking an Asa Twin 6000 with barrels, trioving twin control by lock, and the Asa Twin Maximum Plus. So, congratulations to all of you, especially Retep on the black belt. For anyone not already familiar with the Lockpickers United belt system, there will be links in the show notes to the official rules page as well as some videos that explain the system. And over at speedlocks.org, we had quite a bit of contention on the lock a quarter master lock 150 front. Prince set a time of 1.534 seconds, which was then beat by Gilligan's with 1.268 seconds. Then that was beat by Panda Frog with 0.867 seconds which was tied by Gilligan's, and then Gilligan's beat that with a time of 0.767 seconds, and that was the last I saw at the time I pulled those records. Pandafog also set some new records for the SOL 2500-60 in 20.788 seconds, the 2500-20 in 4.171 seconds, the 2500-10 in 1.501 seconds, and the Alpha 1000-45 in 41.474 seconds. So well done to everyone over there. Quite the uh, competition going. All right, now it's time to take a quick break. Say thank you to the people that made this episode possible. We'll start with the Patreon subscribers. Those include PandaFrog, Michael Gilchrist, Starlock, William's Brain, Dave to be Deciphered, Lebon's Locksport Journey, Pat from Uncensored Tactical, Three Raccoons and a Coat, Terrell, Dr. Hogmaster, Clayton, Howard, a.k.a. Cooltoon, Mog, John Locke, Rat Yo, Mixture Picker, Cranky Lock Picker, GHP Picking, Bare Bones Lock Picking. Chief Content Producers, for this episode, we have a three-way tie between Cherelle, Pandafrog, and Paracentric. Thank you to all of you. Other content producers for this episode include Bare Bones Lock Picking, Brian Hignett, Ifisk, Jeff Moss, Joshua Gonzalez, Michael Gilchrist, Mr. Black Magic, Pocket Woman, Rain, Tony Varelli. Thank you to all of you for your support. Don't forget this show is only possible because of that support, so if you value the podcast, please help me keep it going by sending in your news links, events, giveaway information, anything you have that's Locksport related that you think the community would benefit from knowing. Send it to podcast at thelocksportscast.com or any of the other methods listed in the show notes. Don't forget to share the podcast with your lockpicking friends. Leave a comment or review. Thumbs up on YouTube Odyssey is always appreciated. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and or the YouTube channel. If you want, you can donate via PayPal or subscribe on Patreon. Definitely not required, but always appreciated. For all the different ways you can support the show, just go to locksportscast.com slash support. If you support the show with donation or information I use in the show, I will give you credit in the show and in the show notes. Reminder, I am still looking for stories related to Locksport, your journey through Locksport, or different interactions you've had because of your interest in Locksport. Uh, also experiences with starting or discovering or joining a local lock sport group would be appreciated. That was a special request sent in by a listener. 
If you have feedback for the show, go to locksportscast.com slash contact and you can leave feedback and just let me know if you want that to be public feedback or kept private. If you want it shared on the show, just make sure it's reasonable length, polite, work family safe, not political and not just drama. All right. So last week I shared a story about a TikTok user who found a mysterious floor safe and I asked why locksmiths wouldn't want to work on floor safe. And I have received some feedback on that. And I'll read this one comment left by Brian Hignett on YouTube. It says, as a retired safe tech, in most cases, we quoted more to open a floor safe, as they were very often in awkward spots inside cupboards or walk-in robes with often limited room around the safe. When manipulating, you are lying on your tummy for an extended length of time, or if required drilling, you are on your knees. All safe techs I know never liked opening floor safes so a higher price was often quoted for the above reasons. It is very common for householders when renovating to find a floor safe, and of course curiosity prevails. What could be in there? Customers are shocked when they receive the quote, as it's always higher than what they expect. Remember, they do it real quick on TV. We would say as a joke, the safe will only contain sailboat fuel. After a pause, they realize it means nothing but air in the safe. People don't leave a house, with very rare exceptions, and leave valuables in a floor safe. So inevitably, they are empty. I've been opening safes for over 60 years, and I could count on one hand the amount of valuables found in floor safes after owners sell their houses. And that same basic sentiment was also expressed by uh, at least one other locksmith. So I appreciate the feedback. Definitely uh, makes sense why that would be the case, why you would not want to work on uh, those in that situation. And one thing I thought of after I replied to this uh, comment and as I was preparing to record as I was also sitting in here looking at my robot dialer over there, the project I'm working on, is what about those robo dialers that are on the market already? Would one of those maybe make this easier? Do they even fit on in-floor safes? And would that be a good option or would the risk of leaving it, having to leave it at the customer's location for an extended period of time perhaps dissuade you from using it i know they're fairly expensive pieces of equipment anyway just another question i had feel free to reply any locksmiths or safe technicians reply to the comments or send me an email all right moving on to sales we have that same thinkpeterson.com sale that i mentioned last week remember this is only good for items found in the specials section of their page the discount code is Zulu36 Hotel Tango Zulu6 Quebec Charlie 50. It's good for 20% off purchases of $40 or more from the special section. Expires February 16th. So for a day or so after this episode comes out. Looks like there are still sale items over at barebonesLockpicking.com. Just look for the green sale icon in the corner. We also still have items for sale on matslockpit.com. Head over there, look for the orangish sale icon in the corner. 3dlocksport.com. Save 10% off your purchase with the code LSCAST10. Makealocks.com. 15% off the code BYMAKO. UKLockpickers.co.uk. 10% off with the code GIFT. Moving on to giveaways, we have a last call for Mr. Black Magic's Lock Magic 500 giveaway. It has quite a few cool prizes in there, including Lock Cam. So if you are interested in that, be sure to head over there. It is only running until February 20th. 
So make sure you get your entries in soon if you are interested in entering that one. Always good challenges by Mr. Black Magic. This one is no different. So head over there and check that out before the deadline. Get your entry in. We also have a first and last call for Cranky Lockpicker's 100 subscriber giveaway. I didn't mention this one earlier because it was not brought to my attention until this very morning. So uh, 100 subscriber giveaway for Cranky Lockpicker, the hashtag Cranky100. Official rules, only one entry allowed per person, but you can enter one of three different ways. First way is like video and post a video with the hashtag Cranky100 and describe how, why you got into Locksport. Entry way two, like the video and post a comment with the hashtag Cranky100 right, and write how you got into Locksport. Entry way three, like the video, send an email and describe how you got into Locksport. Make sure to put hashtag Cranky100 in the email subject line. All entries must be submitted by the end of 18th of February, 2022. So only a couple of days left by the time you see this. So head over there and check that out. We also have Panda Frogs, hashtag Mini Panda Frog 2 giveaway that is running until Mini Panda Frog 2 is born. So probably sometime in early June. You enter that by guessing the birthday, size, and weight of Mini Panda Frog 2. So there will be winners based on who is closest and also one random winner. So be sure to check that out over at PandaFrog's YouTube channel. Link in the show notes. CLK Supplies hashtag LockBoss giveaway, I believe is still running. I honestly haven't checked, but they've been running it for a long time. I don't see why they would stop. So if you're into giveaways, be sure to head over and check that out. And remember to send me any information you have that's LockSport related. Even if you don't think it's important, it could be the little bit of info I need to make a good show. If not, no harm done. I can use all the support I can get during these times when I'm working a lot of hours, but I really appreciate the people who have stepped up and sent me in information. Really makes my time a lot easier. And on the bright side, I have today off. I got a day full day off here. So thank you. And remember to keep it legal.